There is none greater than you, my Savior, my healer, my King, my deliverer, my Redeemer, and my strong tower. We give you all of the glory. We give you all of the honor tonight, O oh Lord. Worthy are you, Lord Jesus. Wonderful are you, dear God. Holy and wonderful are you. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise here tonight. In Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. We give you the glory, Lord. We give you the honor. Come on, let's give him a hand clap. He's worthy. Worthy to be glorified. Worthy to be magnified. There is none other like you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. All right, let's remain standing for the reading of the word of the Lord tonight. Joshua chapter 1. And we're going to begin at verse 9. Joshua chapter 1. Beginning at verse 9. All right. All right, Joshua chapter 1, and beginning at verse 9. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host, and command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals, for within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan to go and to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. In Jesus' name, and by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to minister on this simple thought. I want to minister on possessing the land. Possessing the land. You can be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. As we've been going through our study on Tuesday night, Bible study, uh, we come to where uh, God has, well, first things first, Moses has died, he has passed, and he um, has passed and died without entering to the promised land. Um, and you'll find out that because of his uh, disobedience and not following God's instruction, God told him, you know what, I'm going to let you see the promised land, um, but I'm not going to um, allow you to go in. And so now Moses has died. That generation that was there, because of their unbelief, they wandered in 40 years, and they have died off. And now... It is time for God to bring his promises to pass. How many know tonight that God is not a liar? That if God said it, he's going to do it, he's going to perform it, he is going to accomplish exactly what he said. 
And you'll find out that we come to the point of the Bible study where God is about to fulfill his promise. He's about to uh, use Joshua. He's about to raise up Joshua to um, cause Joshua to lead the people into the promised land. And you'll find out that in the beginning of the chapter, this chapter, God acknowledges that Moses, his minister, his servant, has passed. And he tells Joshua to arise and to get with it. Amen. I'm going to tell you tonight that if we are going to possess what God has for us, it's going to, call, it's going to take us taking action. Amen. That it's not going to happen sitting down. Amen. It's not going to happen by going through the motions, but I'm going to have to take action and have a made-up mind that I want to possess what God has for me. Amen? I want everything that God has. I don't want to fall short of anything. Amen? And in possessing it and moving towards possessing it, I want to have faith. Amen? You'll find out that that generation that didn't enter in, they did not have faith. Amen? Despite all of the evidence that what God was telling them was true. It's amazing how God can give us all of the evidence in the world that what he is saying and what he is declaring is true. But somehow unbelief has a way of creeping in and causing us to forget what we have seen and what God has heard. And somehow we forget, amen, that God is strong and that he is mighty, and that if he said it and if he declared it, he will do it. Amen. Can I tell you tonight, I want to make sure that I'm listening to the right ones. Amen. I want to make sure I'm listening to those that are faith and that is declaring if God said it, then God is going to do it, and that it settles it. There is no debating it. There is no disputing it. There is no questioning it. I know, amen, that I'm not that much, amen, but I believe through Christ I can do all things, amen, and there ain't no giant too tall. There ain't no mountain too high that my God cannot bring down and bring it to his knees. Come on, somebody. You got to have a made-up mind on a Tuesday night. I believe God, amen. Whose report are you believing tonight, amen? Are you believing the report of the daughters? Are you believing the report of the Lord that says it's yours? You can have it if you would just get up and take action and be about his work and his business. I believe what God's word says. And so he tells Joshua to rise. He begins to tell him to be of good courage, and you'll find out that he tells Joshua this quite some many, many times. He's telling him, be of good courage, amen, because it's going to take courage, amen, to do this. It's going to take courage to accomplish this work, amen. Can I tell you tonight, I got to take courage tonight, amen. I shouldn't be afraid. I shouldn't be scared, amen. I, we've been around long enough, amen, to know that God is able to do what appears to be impossible with man, amen. 
when the doctors throw their hands up in the air and don't know what else to do, I'm telling you, God is able, amen. And so tonight, I want to take courage, amen, and I want to let the devil know I'm not afraid of you, I'm not afraid of hell, I'm not afraid of you, amen, I believe that the word of God is all that we need, I believe that prayer works, amen, anybody believe that prayer works, anybody believe that the Holy Ghost is not some spooky thing that we're talking about, but it's the spirit of the almighty God that will lead and guide us into all truth, and that it will strengthen us in the time of need and help us, amen, to put the devil where he belongs and that is underneath our feet. I got a word for somebody tonight. It's time to put the devil where he belongs. It's time, amen, to shut off all of the negative voices and have a made up mind. That's not the voice of my shepherd. That's not the voice of my king. So I'm not listening to that voice. I'm not taking that Amen. I'm believing God's report. I'm believing the report of the Lord. If we can get that slide up, um, please. Thank you. Um, I think it's the the land of promise slide. And uh, we're going to get that up just so we can have something that we can look at and see. Um, and so you'll find out that he gathers. Joshua gathers all the people, the, the captains and the leaders. And they gather the people, and he begins to let them know that it's time for us to go in and to possess um, the land. And so you'll find out that they begin to make their way towards um, possessing what God has declared to them. And you'll find out that the first thing that happens is that Joshua sends spies into Jericho, and that... When they get there, amen, they come across a woman by the name of Rahab. And that Rahab begins to declare, amen, that we, the whole city, amen, the whole land has heard about you all, has heard about, amen, what your God has done for you, amen, and how that he brought Egypt to its knees, amen. Can I tell you something tonight, amen? People need to know, amen, exactly what God has done for us. People need to know it, amen. They need to declare it. They need to know it because in them knowing it, it's going to stir up faith in them, amen. It's going to cause them to start believing, amen, and having some faith. And you'll find out she took them and she hid them at the roof of her house. And when those men that came looking for them had left, she began to plead with them and ask them to remember the kindness that she showed towards them. And that if when they come in to take the land, now she's speaking faith, y'all. She's speaking faith that we know that God has given you all this land. And she begins to plead on her, the behalf of her life and the behalf of her family's life. Amen. And she began to say, make a deal with me that when you come in, that you will have mercy on me and my family. 
And those men gave her a card, amen, that said, stick this in your window. And that when we come into the land, when we see this card, amen, we will know that it is your house. And we will know that it's the house of your loved ones. And we will spare you. Can I tell you tonight that they gave her a scarlet thread, amen. And I don't need to tell nobody what the scarlet thread represents, amen. It represents sacrifice. It represents covering. It's the same thing as the Lord told them to put the blood over their doorposts, amen. And that when the death angel came into Egypt, the death angel had to pass over. What that means, their life was spared, amen. Can I ask somebody who's thankful for the blood of the lamb tonight, amen? Who's thankful for the blood that covers your life and that hell and the devil can't do nothing with you? It can't destroy. I, you heard me right. Hell cannot destroy you, amen? The devil cannot destroy you. You are covered in the blood of the lamb. I wish somebody would believe that tonight. I wish somebody would rise up with some boldness in the clay. I believe that. I believe the blood covers my life. I believe the blood is covering my children's life. It's covering my marriage. And so devil, you just run in your mouth. You can't do nothing with these apostolics. We're covered by the blood tonight. We're covered by the blood. She began to plead on the behalf of her loved ones her life. And I love reading about Rahab. I love reading about it because it lets you know that no one is too far gone that God cannot save, that God cannot deliver. Let me remind you what her occupation was. Rahab was a harlot. If you don't know what a harlot means, she was a prostitute. That's exactly what she was. That was her lifestyle. That was her occupation. But thank God for somebody, amen, that will not settle, amen, for what the devil has told them they can only be, amen. Thank God for some faith that can enter into a person's heart and say, I believe that God can change my life. I believe that God can turn my life around for the good. And I know my great-grandpappy did it. And I know my grandmother did it. And I know my mother did it. But you know what? The buck stops here, amen. Because that don't mean that I have to do it. It doesn't mean that I have to live that way. But I believe that God can do something with my life. I believe God can destroy the generational curses, amen. I believe God can pull me out of dysfunction and chaos and show me a better way of living. Anybody believe that tonight? I got a word for you. It don't matter how hard you're falling. It doesn't matter what your shortcomings is. As long as there's breath in your life, in your body, you got an opportunity to get it right. There's still an altar. That you can come to and get it right. You hear me backsliding tonight? I hope a backslider is hearing me tonight. Make your way back to the house of the Lord. Make your way back to the altar. And let God restore you. Let God restore you back to what you are supposed to be. And that is a son of God. A daughter of the most high God. 
I feel good tonight. Feel good in the Holy Ghost tonight. Anybody, anybody ready for the word of the Lord tonight? Anybody, anybody came to the house of the Lord to kick the devil square in his teeth tonight and let you know, let him know you are a liar, amen. And you are the father of lies, amen. And we're not taking it laying down, amen. We got a big God, amen. And he is able to deliver and see us through. Able can be seated tonight. So she turned her life around. Listen, this same woman that her background wasn't that good, this same woman that had a made up mind that I'm not going to be destroyed with the unbeliever. You got to have the determination that I'm not perishing with the unbeliever. The unbeliever, it's not going to be good for them in the end. But I'm not going to go down with them, but that I am coming out. This same woman is mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. This same woman, that book, that, that, that Hall of Fame chapter in Hebrews chapter 12, this same woman is mentioned in that chapter. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. I'm so glad God don't discriminate. I'm so glad that God don't pick and choose, amen, who he's going to save, amen, and who he's going to work in their life, amen. All it takes is a willing mind, amen. All it takes is someone that's got a little bit of faith, amen. Don't you know you don't need a whole lot? You just need a little bit for God to work with, amen. Can I tell you tonight, I got a made-up mind. I'm encouraged, amen, to hold on. I'm encouraged with a made-up mind. I will get what God has for me. I will possess what God has for me. And so the Bible says that Joshua is leading the people and that as they begin to make their, their way that a couple of things happen as they are approaching Jordan you'll find out that one of the things that happened, many believe that Joshua um, was a, a, a type or a, a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ. Um, when you look into Joshua and what his name means, and that in the, in the Hebrew is uh, Yeshua, which means Jehovah is salvation. That's what his name means. And when you read, you'll read in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, if I'm not mistaken. And the writer is talking about the rest that is still there for the people and how that, that rest that in the Old Testament and that, that physical rest, that that wasn't the rest, that there was still unrest for the people of God. And that he said that if Jesus had gave them that rest, then he wouldn't have spoken of another. Well, the Jesus there is not Jesus Christ. It is Joshua that the writer is speaking of. Not only that, you'll read in uh, John chapter 1, where in John chapter 1 we read a lot of good things. Amen? We read that in the beginning was the Word, and that the Word was with God, and that the Word was God. And in verse 14, it lets us know that Jesus Christ is the Word of God. Amen? That was made, that came in the flesh. 
And But you'll also read in verse 17 of John chapter 1, you'll read what the Bible says that Moses brought in the law. Amen? Moses was an example of the law. But Jesus Christ, amen, brought grace and truth. Amen? And so this dispensation, this time that we're living in, is known as the dispensation of grace. Amen? And under this dispensation of grace, we have been given truth, amen, that Jesus said you would know the truth, and the truth would make you free, amen, that the writer of Proverbs, the wise man, tells us to buy the truth and sell it not, amen, that we find out that Jesus is the way, he is the truth, and that he is the life. Can I tell you tonight, we are living in the greatest time, amen? Let me say that again because I know some people think that because of the condition of our world, amen, and the problems that are going on in our world. And I got news for you. There's going to always be problems in our world. There will always be chaos. There will always be confusion. There will always be dysfunction. But when I say we're living in the best time, it has nothing to do with the world. And it has everything to do with this great dispensation that we are living in. That we have an opportunity, amen, to come, amen, to a God, amen, that the door is open right now. You hear me, word? The door is open, amen. So if you're going to come on in, you might as well come on in, amen, because it's not going to be open always. And just like when Noah and his family got on that ark and that door was shut, it was shut and nobody could open it. Well, I got news for you. This thing is coming to an end real quick and in a hurry. So if you're going to get in, you better get in. And I got a better word for you. Once you get in, you better stay in, friend. Can I tell you tonight, I'm in this thing for the long haul. I got a made-up mind. There ain't no turning around. There ain't no going back. We are living in a great time, amen. And God has called us for such a time as this. He has called us this no greater time to see the word of God, see what is unfolding in our world, and the fact that the word of God speaks on it, and Jesus Christ told his disciples about it, and that many of the writings of Paul mentions it. We're living in some great times. And I'm going to tell you tonight, i got to remind us of what Paul tells us. And he told that church in Thessalonica, when he told them that you are of the light, amen, you are not of the darkness. And he told them, amen, that you must stay in the light, amen, lest that day catch you unawares. Can I tell you tonight that because we are doing our best to walk in the light, amen, we know what's going on in our world, amen. We know what all of this is about, amen. We know what is going on in the political world, in our social world, economics. We know what it's all about tonight, amen. And we know that Jesus is on his way back. And I got a word there. This is not the time to backslide. This is not the time to become carnal. This is not the time to become 
become lukewarm. If there was ever a time that I should be reading the word of the Lord, now is the time. If there's ever a time that I should be, be beating down the church doors and trying to get in, trying to make it to every service, trying to make it to every prayer meeting, now is the time. Because everybody's talking about virus and how it has stopped some people from coming to church. Well, I'm going to tell you something. It's going to come apart when we're not going to be able to gather like this. And it's going to be something bigger than the virus. It's going to be a point and there's going to be a time when we can't come together like this. And we can't have Bibles. It's going to come a time. That's why I got to get as much of the word in my heart as I can right now. That's why I got to have a made up mind, amen, that these four walls, amen, that I got to live for God outside of these four walls, amen. Got to have a prayer life outside of these four walls, amen. Got to learn how to open up that word and read that word outside of here. Listen, I got to learn how to encourage myself, amen. I got to learn how to tell myself it's going to be all right. I got to learn how to tell myself, self, keep on keeping on. You're doing a good thing. You're part of a good work, amen. How many know we're part of a good work tonight, amen? And I want to be like Nehemiah. I can't come down off of this wall, amen. This is a great work, amen. I ain't got time to come down off of this wall, amen, and chit-chat with you and argue with you and dispute with you and debate with you. God's got me a part of a great work tonight. And so they make their way to Jordan, towards the Jordan, and you'll find out that Joshua is approached and he's met by one individual with his sword drawn. And the Bible says that he tells Joshua to take off your shoes. The same thing that the Lord tells Moses at the burning bush. And Joshua wants to know, are you for us or are you against us? The Bible says that he told them that I am for you. And he said that I am the captain of the Lord's host. And how many know that Jesus Christ is the captain of our salvation? Writer tells us that he is the captain of our salvation. And so they begin to make their way towards the Jordan River. Now Jordan, in the crossing of Jordan, it represents death. Amen? It represents death. And that those, those high priests that were carrying that Ark of the Covenant, that when they, their feet touched that water, that those waters parted, and that they walked through on dry ground. And that as they made it through on the dry ground, the Bible says that they were told to take 12 stones and put there in the midst of that river. And that when their children, amen, are come up, amen, that it was supposed to be a memorial, amen, and that when their children would ask, what does this mean? That they would let them know that this was when the Lord brought us all through the Jordan River, amen. That they would remind them and tell them all the wonderful things that God 
has done for them. Can I tell you something? We should be talking about all the wonderful things, amen, that God has done for us, amen. We should let it be known to everybody that we can possibly tell, amen, that God brought us through in this situation. He brought us through here. And you know what? I believe that until he take us up out of here, he will continue to bring us through. Anybody believe that tonight? Anybody? Or do you believe that God brought you this far to leave you now? Amen. I don't believe that God brought me this far. I don't believe that God brought me out of Egypt to leave me now. Amen. I don't believe that God spared my life after all that he brought me through to leave me now. I believe that he was with me then and I believe that God is with me right now. And somebody ought to lift up their voice. Somebody ought to let them know. You ought to let everybody in your family know that I was on my way out of here but it's by the grace of God I'm still in the land of the living. You ought to let it be known that God is good. And so they make their way. They cross through the Jordan and the Jordan is parted. And now you'll find out that they make their way towards Jericho. And the scripture says that Jericho and that how that first day they marched around those Jericho walls. First couple of days they would march around once. But on that last day, they went around that Jericho wall seven times. And there's seven times around that. Now, first, First things first, do you, it's important, amen, that when it comes down to possessing what God has for us, it's important that there's unity. It's important that there's unity. There is nothing that will mess up what God has for a local body is when there is uh, not unity. When we are not walking in sync and in harmony. God can't bring what he has for us or he can't bring what he has for any local body if that kind of thing is going on. But there must be harmony, amen? Just like if they were not in sync on the day of Pentecost and everybody praying and everybody calling on the name of the Lord, it wouldn't have come. But the Bible says that they were all in one accord and all in one place. They were all one voice, amen. They were unified, mind on the same thing, amen. And that was to see the promise of God come to pass, amen. And can I tell you tonight that the promised land is not a type, it's not a shadow of heaven, amen. You know why? Because there's no enemies to defeat in heaven, amen. When you get to heaven, that's the end of it, amen. You have reached the goal, amen. But I'll tell you what it is a type of. It's a type of this life down here, amen. That there are battles to be fought. There are battles to be won. There are spirits to be to fought and overcome. If we are going to possess what God has for us down here. I got a made up mind tonight that I want everything that God has 
mess on me, amen. And so I come to let the devil know tonight. I come to let hell know tonight. You can't stop us, amen. I know you're trying to block us. I know you're trying to hinder us, but you can't stop us, amen. You know why? Because greater is he that is within us than he that be in the world. Can I let you know tonight? We're going to do it, amen. We're going to possess everything that God said that is ours, amen. Somebody ought to believe that tonight. You ought to shout like you believe that tonight. We're going to possess it, amen. It's going to come to pass, amen. In Jesus' name, it's going to be done. It's going to be done. Because there are giants, if I can say it like that. There are Goliaths that must be defeated. There are Jericho walls that must come down. There are lions whose mouths have to be shut. It's got to be shut. There are some Sambalas and Tobiah that has to be silenced, amen? That their words of sarcasm that who are these weak little Jews, amen? That that wall that they built, amen, a fox could come along, amen, and knock that down. I got news for you, Sambalas and Tobiah. You keep on criticizing. You keep on being sarcastic. My God's going to do it, amen? My God's going to see it through, amen? We're not doing it on our own, amen? So if we got to work, amen, with a hammer in one hand and a sword in the other, in the name of Jesus, we're going to build this wall. You hear me? We're going to build this wall in Jesus' name. There ain't nothing you can do to stop it. Your words don't intimidate us. So they marched around that wall seven times. Seven times they marched around that wall. And the wall came down. The wall came down. And they went in and they possessed the land. Now I'm going to tell you something. There are wonderful promises. There are wonderful blessings that God wants to bless his people with and give them. But I'm going to tell you what the greatest promise there is. Amen. And I'm going to let you know the devil don't want you to get it. Devil don't want you to fight, to have it. And he's going to fight you every step of the way. Matter of fact, amen, he's going to try to stop you at, water, at the waters of baptism. He's going to try to keep you, amen, from going through those waters. Just like Pharaoh tried to stop Israel. Amen. He's going to try to stop you. Amen. But somehow if you make it through the waters of baptism, he's still going to try to run interference. Amen. Because though I may get baptized in the name of Jesus, that's not the end of it. Amen. There's one more thing. Amen. That I must receive. And Jesus told those disciples, he told them to go and wait for the promise of the Father. He told them to tarry until you are endued with power from on high. And you'll find out that Peter, on the day of Pentecost, when he has preached Jesus to them, and they asked the question, men and brethren, what shall we do? He told them what to do. He said, repent 
and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He said for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off even as many our Lord God shall call. I got news for you. There's a promise, amen, to possess, amen. There's a promise that God has for us and it's greater than any amount of money. It's greater than any house. It's greater than any car. Let me tell you about the Holy Ghost, amen, that God has for you. And I don't know about anybody else tonight, but I got a made up mind. It's mine. God said it's mine. And by the grace of God, I will possess it. I will get it. I will have it. It's mine. And the devil can't take it away. There are walls that have to come down. You know why people can't receive the Holy Ghost? Because there are walls built up. There are walls. Now listen. When it concerns certain people, you need to put up some walls. Joking, them walls need to be, they need to be stuck on everything you could possibly do to keep them jokers out. But it's amazing that people let all of the wrong people in. And they lock out the most important one. When it comes down to these sly jokers that has only come, they ain't come to add, they come to subtract, come to take away. Come on in. That door need to be padlocked. You need to have a couple of rock riders outside. Need some pit bulls on the back end. You need to be fully secured. But we don't do that. But when it comes to Jesus, he had the door knocking, and we don't hit the padlock on him. Walls, those walls have to come down. And I must know that people may have hurt me. People may have mistreated me. People may have taken advantage of me. There may have been people in my life that I trusted and they misused my trust. But, but I got to understand and I got to keep this revelation. Jesus is not like men. And I'm going to tell you something. I can't put on Jesus, amen, what people do, amen. And you'll find out that people have a way of doing that, amen. Let somebody wrong them in the church or something else and they want to put that on Jesus, well, I can't trust Jesus. Listen, Jesus didn't hurt you. People hurted you, amen? Let me say that again. Jesus didn't mistreat you. People mistreated you. Jesus didn't lie to you. People lied to you, amen? I got to know the difference, amen? And I got to know that people are people, amen? And there ain't nothing but flesh, amen? Because I'm flesh, amen? But Jesus is the almighty God, amen? And there ain't no lie in him. Can I tell you, there ain't no lie in him. Everything that he says is true. Everything that he says is right. And when it said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, can I tell you, I'm 42 years old, amen, and there has never been a day that I felt 
not alone, amen, because there's a God that has proven himself to be true. He has proven that his word is right. That's right. That's right. I'm going to tell you something tonight. Church ain't perfect. Now that might be shocking. <laughs> it might be shocking. Church ain't perfect. There are problems. Everybody has their problems. But I'm going to tell you something. The church is still the best place to be. Still the best place to be. And I'm going to tell you, we put up with a lot of nonsense in this world. And we put up with a lot of things in this world. And let something happen in the church and we ready to throw in the towel, ready to give up, ready to backslide. My God. Family is crazy, but we'll deal with that craziness. And it ain't, and it ain't, listen, it ain't benefiting us in no kind of way. It's driving us out of our mind, but we'll deal with it. People on our jobs are crazy, amen. Bosses on our backs, amen, 24-7, amen. And we'll hold on to it. We'll keep it. We'll deal with it. But let something happen in the church, and we're ready to throw in the towel. We're ready to give up. My God, I pray that we got more Holy Ghost than that, amen. I pray we got a stronger prayer life than that, amen. That we have a made up mind. De devil, you know what? I know you're just trying to use this, amen, to get me to backslide and get me to cast away my confidence, which have great recompense or reward. But I got news for you. It ain't going to work, amen. It don't matter what happened. It don't matter what goes wrong. Listen, I didn't get in this for people. I got in this for Jesus and all that he has done in my life. Come on. Can I remind you? It's about Jesus. Jesus and what he has done in your life. That's what it's all about. And so they go in and they begin to march around the walls and they take Jericho and they go in and they possess and Rahab and her family is saved. I'm going to tell you something. I don't just want to have victory for a little while. I don't want to just be victorious and walk in victory one day. But each and every day that I awake, I want to have the devil underneath my feet. I want to have sin underneath my feet. I want to have a made-up mind. See, because there are some things, amen. Listen, this wasn't just a one-time thing. They had to go through. They went on a conquest to possess the land. And you will find out that not, not that long removed from Jericho, they have a battle in Ai. A battle that they should have won with their eyes closed. Let me talk about what I bring into my tent, amen, or into my home or into my life that will cause me to live a defeated life and how I will be defeated, amen, and how that in allowing certain things in my life that I'll lose the battle. Anybody interested in being defeated and living a defeated life? See, because I can learn from the mistakes, amen, 
Because there's going to always be somebody, amen, that don't listen. And there was one that didn't listen. God told them, don't take nothing. Don't keep nothing. You put it to the sword. The Bible says that one individual by the name of Achan, amen, that he saw a Babylonish garment. And he took that garment. He saw some gold and some silver. And he took that too. And he went and he buried it in his tent. And the Bible says they went out to go fight the enemy. And the Bible says that they got beat down. And they want to know what has happened. God, you, what are you doing here? And Joshua begins to call on the Lord. God told Joshua to get up. He said this, there's sin in the camp. And they go and they begin to search it out. And they come to Achan and Achan done took that Babylonish garment in amongst his family and his children, his wife, gold, silver there. The Bible says that God told them, take them, take his family, stone them, stone them. Now some would say, what a cruel God. Why would God do such a thing? I thought God was loving. I thought God was compassionate. What about this God that y'all talk about that is filled with grace and mercy? God is. He is filled with grace and mercy. But you must have the revelation of how God feels about sin and disobedience and rebellion. You must have that revelation. And before God would allow it to creep in and destroy the whole entire nation, he said, take this family and stone them. Don't you know what the word says? A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. All it takes is a little bit of sin, and it's going to destroy everything. And the Bible says they lost their life because of a decision that Achan made. Amen? Can I tell you something? If I'm not careful, I can make decisions that can cost me everything. Amen? That it can cost me my walk with God. It can cost me from not having the victory and not possessing what God has for me. Do you know that the Babylonians, there was a certain way they dressed, amen? There was a certain way they carried themselves, amen? And I'm going to tell you something. It caused them to lose out with God then, and it will cause you to lose out with God today, amen? Be not deceived, friend, amen? It's still causing people to lose out with God, amen? But can I tell you tonight, I don't want to look like a Babylonian, amen? I don't want to look like an Egyptian. I don't want to carry myself like them. You know what I want to be? I want to be a child of the Most High God, amen? I don't want to listen. I don't want to sell out and lose uh, my walk with God over things and over money and stuff, amen. I want to have a made-up mind that God is all that I need. And if I put the kingdom first and see first the kingdom and all of his righteousness, then everything else will be added to me, amen, as God sees fit. 
I got to have a made up mind. I'm walking with the Lord. I'm trusting in the Lord. I'm standing on God's word. Standing on God's word and his promises. They went in. and They possessed the land. And you'll find out that they come to a point where they begin to divvy out portions to certain tribes and what they were supposed to have. Um, and you'll find out that it comes to a point where um, Joshua has gotten older and he is about to leave the scene. And the people are, you can say, a little wishy-washy, back and forth, back and forth. And he told them, listen, choose you this day whom you will serve. He says, as for me, my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. Can I tell you something? I want what God has for me. Amen. I want to possess everything that God has for me. Now, listen, when I'm talking about possessing, I'm not talking, always talking about stuff. Amen. Not always talking about money. God can give you money. Amen. He can. God can bless you. Amen. How many have been blessed financially by the Lord? Amen. Even in this pandemic, amen, how many? Listen, and I ain't talking about no stimulus check, amen. I'm talking about you still have been blessed, amen, that nothing you have gone without anything, amen. God has taken care of you, amen. Can I tell you that's enough to thank God for, amen, because you know what? God's people ain't sitting around waiting for a handout, amen. You hear me? Let me say that again. God's people are not sitting around waiting for a handout, amen. We got a God that provides for us. We got a God that takes care of us. Listen, in economic crisis, God takes care of his people. In a pandemic, amen, God is still providing and taking care of his people. He's providing. So God can provide financially. But what does it mean to have all of the money in the world and not have peace in my heart, in my life, and be miserable and hopeless and in despair and depression? What does it, what does it matter if my bank account is full and I have no peace and no joy? Can't even crack a smile. Because I don't feel like there's nothing to smile for. I said it before, let me say it again. Jesus is able to put a smile on your face. Jesus is able to put joy down in your heart. Jesus is able to give us peace like a river, amen. He's able to give us peace that passeth all understanding, amen. That in a time of crisis, in a time of of, of social unrest, amen. Can I tell you that God is able to give you peace in the midst of all of that chaos and help you to understand that I am still in control, that I am still on the throne, and you are still where I want you. You are right where I want you. I can cause you to have peace and joy like no other. Can I tell you something? It's about time that I go back, I go to the devil's kingdom 
and I take some things that he has stolen from me. Amen. Can I tell you, we can't take it lying down any longer. We got to rise up. Let me remind you what the writer says. Amen. He said the kingdom suffered violence and the violent they take it by force. I encourage somebody to go and get your peace back and go and get your joy back and go and get your Holy Ghost experience back. Come on. Let the devil know. I'm not open for negotiation. Amen. It's mine and I'm coming to get it. Amen. My children, they belong to me and I'm coming to get it. Amen. That's my marriage. Amen. Those are my finances. That's my church. Amen. And we're not taking it lying down. God has given it to us. Let us remain standing tonight. You got to possess that thing. The devil will rob you blind if you let him. If you let him. And for him, it's never enough. Never enough. He wants to get you to a point where you are suicidal or homicidal. Either you're ready to take your own life or take somebody else's life. He is out to push you over the edge. He has come nothing for nothing more than to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's doing it, amen. But we've come to let the devil know tonight, amen, that we are not a candidate, amen, for what you are trying to do, amen. We're in the hands of the almighty God, amen. The blood covers our lives, amen. And I know you're saying that we can't do it, but I got news for you. With God, we can do it, amen. So you keep on mocking, you keep on talking, watch us, amen, in Jesus' name. Get the victory. Watch us in Jesus' name. Accomplish what God has for us. I believe that tonight. I believe that tonight. And I got to have complete victory. I say that because do you know that they didn't they didn't overcome or subdue all of the nations that were in the land. There were some that was left. And when Joshua died they didn't go forward. They went back. They ended up back in the captivity. That's where we get the book of Judges. And that book of Judges talks about a people that knew not God. And it talks about a people that were back and forth, back and forth. One moment they was living for God, the next minute they weren't. God would raise up a deliverer and save them and bring them out. And the next minute they weren't. Over and over and over again. Can I tell you something? I know we need leaders. I know we need people before us to lead us and to guide us. But help me to have a relationship, amen, that says, you know what? If there is no one in front of me, I'm going to live for God. If there's nobody there, see, because we know how it is. And I've been there. But I have to have a walk with God that says, this thing runs deep. And I love God. 
And I want God more than anything. That I don't need somebody standing over me to pray. I don't need somebody there present with me, patting me on the back. Now, I know I'm going to need that. I know I'm going to need some kind of counselor. I know I'm going to need somebody t talking to me. But God forbid that I'm going through it throughout the week and I'm, I'm just trying to make it to Sunday so I can sit down and talk with somebody. No, get up and encourage yourself in the Lord. Put on some gospel music and start singing the songs of Zion. Open up the word of God, amen, and let your, you're going to be surprised. God will talk to you. God will let you know everything's going to be all right. God will let you know that. You ain't got to come in crawling on Sunday. Oh, God, I barely made it to the house of the Lord. No. Open up the word. Fall on your knees and call on the one, amen, that can really answer your, your request and meet your need. So I want to have a made-up mind. I want to go to the rock that is higher than I. I want to lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Let us lift up our hands and our voices just for a couple of minutes tonight and let's call upon the name of the Lord. Come on, let's ask God to strengthen us, encourage us, and lead us and guide us. Dear Lord, that we don't want to fall short of any promise, Lord, that you have for us. Dear God, we believe, Lord, that you are all that we need.